that's what I thought in it, but maybe I thought there was a chance that it might not. Well, what, what, what do I say to that? If, if he says, why do you do I on every single night? <laughs> like, there's only so much there's only so much ammunition I have. I can say, like, oh, I need to do an essay or something. But on, like, day mm. three, you know I'm trying to shit. <laughs> Wait, but th- does does it need to be a legit thing, though? Like, what if you just want to watch YouTube? Um, don't tell me to watch YouTube in the morning, innit? <laughs> this, this is why you can't. I'm a Nigerian parents from you. Actually, you can't. Um, that, uh, that one's different. I've never ever heard of that one before. Man said locking off the connections from the inside of the house to the outside world. <laughs> Man's moving like China in your yard, bro. <laughs> oh, my days. All you can do is scream, bro. <laughs> Man, just open up the window. Aye, Bren! <laughs> you must you know stop up P4, P4, <laughs> pro clubs. You know them cocks? I'm like, yo. <laughs> I know, that's a mad thing. I've never, ever, ever heard of that in my life. Never. never. I had boys that have the same thing, though, to be honest. Seriously? Yeah, I think, like, I don't know. It's like it's a certain type of dad thing, isn't it? Really, more than anything. Mm. I would, like, I'm gonna do it to my kids, fam. Really? Yeah, bro- brother. You see the way I've suffered, fam. <laughs> I won't blame you. <laughs> You're gonna suffer as well, fam. Oh wait. Okay, cool. This is actually a topic that I wanted to bring up for another completely different episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, but you see that whole mentality of I went through it, so you have to go through it. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? I suffered, fam. What the fuck? <laughs> it, it depends. I really depends know what on, suffering is. It depends on what it is. I feel like some things are just character building, fam. Like, if you don't have struggles in life, what, what do you have? True. True. But, like, that's like, that's like saying, like, man in the past used to, to die at 39. So, wait, so why are you living until 80 then? No, 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 no. That's, that's that's not what I'm saying. It's not like I'm out here saying like when when, when my son turns 39, I'm gonna be dead. I right, big man. <laughs> what? Why are you having more minutes on this earth than me, bro? Uh, <laughs> my Scott claimed that back, bro. O two, O two. Bring it back. Bring it no, back. I just need for like there's just some little things. Like even if I have a dishwasher, I'm gonna make my kids wash plates, fam. Oh my days. Like nah, because we've got a dishwasher in my yard, fam. And like my entire family, we don't use it. We just wash the dishes ourselves. Isn't that a you thing, though? You have to go through it, fam. You have to, you have, to have manual labour. You have to, like, you know... I mean, there's some, there's some shit which is, like, too far, though. Because, like, um, what's it called? Basically, um, you know how, obviously, it's summer now, like, grass is growing and all that shit? Mm. Literally, my dad was like, I should ch- um, chop the grass in the garden, innit? And, like, our lawnmower broke, and my guy has to um, fix it with sellotape, innit? So I told him, bro, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not touching that lawnmower. Oh my! Hmm. He literally took sellotape and like basically the the wire that you use to like connect the lawnmower to the socket, right? It just yeah. it got torn in half, mm-hmm. and he just sellotaped it together and said, "You can use it." Your toes again, one off, bro. Anyway, I, I was like, that, "That's not gonna run in it." So then the next day, he comes to me with like a machete, yeah, and he he, he was like, "Same machete." Oh wait, wait, wait! You you just started that now. Man was doing that when I was like nine years old, cuz, right? But I was at the front of the yard, bruv, with machete, bruv. I swear to you, I swear to you, yeah? When I was either in primary school, maybe like year six, or maybe like early secondary school, yeah? Brother, me and my three brothers out on the front lawn, like we had this like slope in it, and had that like, yeah. bare like nettles and all these like weeds and stuff growing in it. When I tell you, people must have looked in and thought we were the freshest family straight off the boat from Africa, cuz. Cuz we were outside in flip-flops, cuz. Shorts. <laughs> with machetes, cut, cutlass. Yeah? Oh. We were hacking down weeds, bro. <laughs> like, like flipping lawnmowers didn't exist. Oh, you want to chat, chat to me about Wi-Fi, fam? I'm, I'm, I'd rather have a lawnmower and my Wi-Fi get turned off at night. Which <laughs> 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 When I tell you, these men don't know about struggle, but you see the difference is, is that there's no way in hell I'm letting my youths do that, fam. That's I different, said nettles, fam. I said nettles and sliders, fam. Um, I, I, was, I was doing um, socks and sliders from early before all these men were doing it, bruv. But, but Tommy, what if they're privileged pricks, though? What are you going to do? 
What? Because because they, they didn't go out in socks and sliders and hack down weeds with machete. That zero point zero one percent of your life could have made you the way you are, G. Imagine that's you could have, be wearing a top hat. That's why you have to now. find the balance. Bam, I, I could have had one toe by now as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's why you have to have like just small inconveniences, fam. Because like washing your own plate is not gonna traumatize you. Oh, but it was just but it's the type of thing where you're, it's just you know. You just you just do it, and the way you look at that task itself is completely different. If I just literally every time stuff is dirty, I just put it in a machine. Yeah, like fair enough, it's quicker, fair enough, it's convenient. But then it just it it's kind of makes you careless. And what I mean by this is like even looking back at like my work colleagues, looking back at like uni, right? Actually, I shall use work as a, as a great example because work we had like a shared kitchen, and I remember like my colleagues would always be like, Patrick, why are you washing up your plates? Like you know they've got cleaners and shit. Um, to clean the place for you. Yeah. The thing of like, it's literally one bowl. Like, I can calmly just wash it out myself. I mean, I did yeah. that for like a month, and then after the first month, I was like, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah. but at least the no, first I, month. I, I get like, it. It's it's a sentiment, isn't it? It's a sentiment. You see what I'm saying? It's like yeah. I can just do it myself. Whereas no, but, but you, you, you see that you see that mentality. Yeah, I feel like you can instill that regardless, bruv. Nah. Because it, it's it's the idea of knowing that you have to clean up after yourself. So regardless of whether it's you washing up a plate or you put it inside a dishwasher, you know that when you use something, you've got to clean it. I feel like the effort changes how people view the task. Because I feel like the harder something is, the more the more value people place in it. It's like, for instance, right? Like, even just washing clothes, right? The mm-hmm. amount of importance and the amount of thought people put into just, like, washing clothes now is a lot less versus, like, what it would have been 200 years ago. Because 200 years ago, to get clean clothes, that was a big thing. So you value mm. that shit. Like, you had to take that thing to the river, you know. You don't have to tell me 200 years ago, big man, I'm telling you, I was outside no, but... in the field with the cutlass. Kazi, I was hand-washing clothes. <laughs> like, like, we didn't have a washing machine downstairs. I was hand-washing um, soap, soap and water in a bucket. You see, when I'm like this, bruv, with the clothes, trying to clean out stain. Listen, Patrick, don't tell me about struggle. You don't know struggle because um, I, I said I was out in the field with a cutlass. Let me add one more thing, yeah. <clears throat> maybe is a part, maybe it's the aspect that we'd get a whooping if we didn't do it as well, though. Maybe <laughs> it's that as well. Are you man gonna beat your kids? the question no i don't think so bro Ooh, I, wait 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 bren bren why why for the camera isn't it oh, <laughs> 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 no, master child line is not catching me today i think um i didn't really get whooped like that to be honest it was very occasional in it and i think mm. that's it needed to happen but i think the ways more stronger thing is like fear in it it's like oh no even fear it's just like you come you come home from work and then uh, your wife goes oh your son's your son was horrible today and then you just go oh i'm really disappointed to hear that son that's powerful you know i think it's dave Chappelle that said that and i was like yeah that's some deep shit you know like mm. that's, that's a good way of dealing with it bro like, like, like honestly um I, i'm not sure how it was for you yeah but i could firm a beating bruv because man's expecting the beat you get what i mean like, but what hurt me more, like, say, for example, if, if I'd done something bad at school, whatever, and I'd come back and my mum sat down and she said, I'm disappointed and just left. That's yeah. way worse than any beating she could have given me, bruv. Yeah. Bro, because now it, it, all, the, all, all the onus has been left to you now, because now you have to think of it. Whereas if you got the beating, that would have finished there and then, done, finito. Yeah. But now you've got the, I'm, I'm disappointed. It's like, where, where do we go from here? Mm. Now you, you need to think about what you've done wrong and how you, you're going to try and rectify that. I, I think personally, mm. like that way, it kind of, it, it's, it's not senseless because like the, the, the way some people do beatings, yeah? Bruv, they'll beat their use for anything. Mm. Things that don't even require beatings. And, and, and I feel like that's where parents kind of go a little bit wrong. Yeah. Even though I got beats, I got beats. <laughs> it was UFC fam, Conor McGregor <laughs> in my household. You want to know when I knew I had true power? <clears throat> I was in my cousin's yard in East London, yeah. I think it was either something as well. I must have been moving mad naughty, but it was just me and my mum in the sitting room. 
my mom goes to swing at me with the arm like this, like great Carly. I do a barrel, I've been watching Power Rangers, innit? So I do a barrel roll. I look at my hands like, raw, am I Spider-Man or something? <laughs> so I'm just looking at my hands like, raw. Barrel roll. Oh, that's that's fucking hilarious! Oh my lord! Uh, Oh, Uh, do you you guys remember the first time that you blocked um, a hit? Oh yeah, bro! Yeah, bro! It was literally. um, I told you about about the beating that changed my life, right? So, (laughs) year year eight now. So that beat was in year seven. Year eight now. I must have like one day it's been like randomly fucking up or something. I must have like I I did something like I must have said something. I was just mad disrespect my mum in it, and she went to slap me. I just ducked. And I was like, rock. Like, I, looked, like, I looked at myself from inside my body. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad experience. <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, like, my mum literally looked at me as well. I was both standing there in shock. And then from that day, she never hit me again, fam. Seriously? Never, like, literally, I didn't even deep it. But, like, that, that time in year eight was the last time I ever, like, hit her. I think right. ever, ever since then, it was literally just, like, but we just had conversations and like I didn't want to disappoint my mum. So like, it wasn't it was never a thing of like I wouldn't fuck around with my mum. Um my dad though, that was a <laughs> that's another story, isn't it? <laughs> Do you feel like dads um kind of feel like they have to do harsher disciplines just to kind of like kind of for their ego sort of thing? Do you reckon? Um but I'm I'm not too sure, obviously, because because you know pops is still at Tesco in it, so like it. <laughs> um, I I don't I don't have like a normal relationship as well with my dad, but all of it is like a weird chain. And the reason being because like my dad's dad, so my granddad, I told you when he had like seven wives, right? So like mm. my dad, even though he physically had a father, he never had a father. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. like the same way like you know you have kind of that one to one nurturing and all that kind of shit, like. By the time he was like in primary school, he was living with my um my great aunt. No, so he was living with my aunt. So like he literally was living with his older sister already. So he didn't have he wasn't in a family home in it. He was in his his sister's house. Um. So then looking at now like my relationship with my dad, is literally always just a thing of like when I was younger, it was just pretty much just do well academically. Here's some money, and then once I hit eighteen, it's just do well academically. Fun. <laughs> there wasn't there's like there's not that much else to it. I mean, there's a bit more now. Mm. Um, but yeah. it's, 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 it's a sticky one, isn't it? Yeah, I, I've got a similar situation as well, I guess, because I've always said there's a difference between a dad and a father. I think a dad is just the one that's always there, in it, and a father's there, the one that's actually doing stuff actively and like being mm. in the kid's life. And I think, to be honest, I think I can't really complain in it, but um, it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? Like, you don't know where you really stand with each other sometimes. Well, that's what I've experienced. So mm. a bit of a weird one. Like sometimes I think like single parent families, like there's no reason that they they can't be happier than like a two parent household, to be honest. Cause mm. sometimes you might have both parents, but they're not really there. Like they're they're in the background of your whole life. Whereas single parent family, like your mom's there so active in your whole life. So mm. there's benefits. Bro, I've hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. Because, like, even, again, looking at my family, fam, like, my parents would be a lot happier if they weren't together, fam. And, like, I, I said that from, like, when I was, a, like, a kid. Wow. Because, like, literally, as a, as a child, it's very obvious, fam, like, you know, there'd be times where, like, there's so, like, it's, it's, it's getting me annoyed now So I'm looking back at so much shit that I was deep in. Like, there'd be times when, like, I literally, one day, yeah, I remember coming home from school, and I was, like, literally in um, Tooting Broadway Station. So I was, like, near Tooting Broadway, right? I just see my dad across the road with some random woman, fam. And to this, like, literally, wow. to, this day, to this day, I've never asked him who that woman was. But I just remember being like, one, why is this Don not at work? And two, who the f- fam. Do you see what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. there's, there's so much shit. And, like, honestly, I'd rather them just have been separated and I've just done, done, done their thing in it. I've been, been happy than I've forced staying together. Because, like, by staying together, they cause a lot more damage, I think, to, like, you know, me and my sisters. So yeah. it's not always like the best thing to stay as a couple. I think. I think sometimes it actually is better to see if you can co-parent, but not be together in that physical relationship. Isn't it? Yeah. Um. I I got a question to ask because obviously, like, my situation is very different to to you guys in it because obviously it's, it's just been me, my brothers, and my mum in it. So like, 
I've always heard, like, like you, uh, you know that there's the, the onus or the idea that a single parent household is never quite the same as a two parent household in, in terms of economically sort of discipline wise, mm-hmm. sort of presence of parents within the children's life and the, the influence and so on, yeah. But like hearing that, yeah, like coming from you guys, I, I, I always thought like, what do you think that the impact of of having like two parents within the household like actually is in, in terms of like guidance like like what, what is it that because obviously a, a lot of us it's just our mums in it mm. so what would you say that the impact of having a dad within the equation really really adds to it like is is there some some sort of extra secret source that comes in or yeah. is like what what would you think that the dad sort of brings to the dynamic I reckon in like <clears throat> in like Asian households, yeah, we're still quite traditional. I feel so. In many senses, like the the dad is still the breadwinner, and then the mom might stay at home and look after the kids. In Bengali, like families are still very common, to be honest. But so in that sense, there's still that role in it. There's two roles, and then one's doing like the, like the work and stuff, and the other one's looking after the house. But I don't think that's the best way to do it, to be honest, because that's too much stress. First on the mom because she's doing everything at home, and also on the dad who's having to make like maybe he needs to venture forward in his career, like there's that extra pressure mm. to do well and be successful. Mm. I, I hear you with that. I think it's it's an interesting one because when you're looking at what you're talking about, so that's basically like how what they call in sociology is they'll say that women have expressive roles within a nuclear household and men have instrumental roles, right? And this is kind of looked at as the gender division of labor. So basically, mm. the man's the bread, the breadwinner, uh, breadwinner, um, and the woman is, you know, the nurturing kind of angel of the house stereotype, and that definitely puts a lot of pressure on both. Because if kind of as a man, all you're doing in a household is just, you know, going out and earning money, mm. then you don't really have an emotional connection with your kids. Like you're basically, it's like it's literally just like a contract. It's literally just like I give you money, you, you know, do shit around the yard. When the yeah. kids turn, when the kids turn eighteen, they'll inherit my wealth, and the cycle will go on. Yeah. And from a woman perspective, it limits you to literally just being in the house. Like you don't do anything else after, other than that. Mm. So, so how, how, do, how do you reckon that the dynamic should work then in, in like the most effective sense? Like, like in, cause, yeah. cause obviously that, like the, the way you said that, obviously um, the dad is, it's kind of just like, I just put meat on the table. Yeah. Everyone just eats. And that's my sole purpose to the thing. Whereas like, you, oh, you go on social media and stuff like that and you hear so much about there's absent fathers, fathers need to be present in kids life etc blah 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 but if that's the role normally given to fathers then really what are you really add into the equation because you're not essentially from from what you just said yeah you're just a yeah. provider you have no emotional connection so what is the difference between a father being present um and providing and not, yeah and not providing the actual nurture of the child you get what i mean hey um the reason i kind of gave that as an example because that is kind of looking at the nuclear family right and that's not that's not really the. There's not really a, a best model for how a family should work. I, I know, I know. I'm, I don't. I'm just, I don't, I'm just think that like idealistically, you know. I, I like. I mean, for me personally, idealistically, what it would look like is pretty much each individual pursuing a family structure or a family modality or whatever, which maximizes their own happiness. So what that might look like is, let's say, for instance, if you're a dad and you want to be a stay-at-home dad, and you're married to a woman who, or you're married to a man, or whoever you're married to, and let's say they want to be you know, career focused, they want to be career orientated. It's just about finding someone who complements you as a person in order to create a household which will function like well, basically. Mm. Because at the end of the day, like there's I can't just like point and click and say, you know, this this modality is greater than that. But I think it's a thing of like when we force people who may not necessarily fit those stereotypes to fit mm. those stereotypes, that's when you have a problem. Because yeah. even looking at like um for instance us as individuals, like there's there are certain people I know who literally they are calm to just go you know go out work come home bring back money like they're calm to feel fulfill that instrumental role whereas there's some people who are calm to again just be a housewife but it's all about not forcing people to fit those roles if they don't want to fit those roles because by placing that kind of pressure on people that's when now you've got basically like i swear yeah i'm gonna swear you got fucked up situations (laughs) (laughs) yo tommy can you repeat your question one more time though i want to answer it as well but what can you repeat the question one time um so so basically uh, what i was saying was that um obviously like 
from what Patrick was saying was that like in the stereotypical family, yeah, that um, the the woman's at home and she like builds the bond with the children because obviously she's more involved in um, the children's lives and she's nurturing, et cetera, et cetera. But the father's literally just, you just come in, you put meat, money, whatever it is on the table, you're just a provider in it. But whenever you go on social media and stuff like that, you always hear people saying that, oh, um, there's so many absent fathers, there's like, there's no, there's no male um, presence within kids' lives. And, and like, that's kind of needed to like, teach our men to truly be men, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, and I was, I was just saying like, how does, if, if like, that's the idea, but traditionally like, or, or like what guys are doing, they're just going out and just providing, they can't really be doing that because all they're doing is just providing, they're not nurturing, do you know what I mean? So I was, I was just wondering like, what's the like, ideal quote-unquote like method of how to like a, a family dynamic to work if you know yeah i think um personally i think i'll just leave my kids with the mccann family because they do <laughs> you might want to edit that one now it's still <laughs> mm, to answer seriously though to answer it seriously one time <clears throat> i reckon the perfect reality for me the perfect way of actually envisioning it is I'd say two parents and they both work, so there's that's more income and they both spend the equal amount of time at home. Mm. Maybe like if the the grandparents are still in the picture, then they could look after the kids when the adults were uh, the parents were at work. The only problem with that is of course not all of us are privileged enough to have our grandparents in our life. Mm. In my head that would seem like the perfect reality, but mm. quite difficult to actually achieve, isn't it? Yeah. Cause for me I don't know, like, in, in in a weird sense, like, I'm excited, bruv. I'm excited at the prospect of, you know, having a ute, bruv. It looks lit to have a ute, fam. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Oh. What, Project Mbappe? Uh, come, come on, bro, come on. So you can have a little Tommy while walking in when you're doing interviews, fam? Of course, man, what do you mean, bruv? Man's going to be an all-star track athlete. Man's going to be playing for Man City. And then he's yeah, going to go work when, for KPMG when, when they're an adult, like, when they're fully grown, yeah. But like when they're like in that young, irritating age now. See, Patrick, this is what you don't understand. Man's been playing football manager for the longest time. <laughs> yeah. What you need to understand about player growth and development, it's all about in the youth stages, bro. It's all about getting them on a great nutrition plan. It's about making sure that, that they're going to the right training. You know what I mean? It's about nurture, bro. You have to start from the base, from the beginning. And that's that's the joy of the of the journey. When he wins that Ballon d'Or, cause you were involved in every single step, fam. Bro, all I'm gonna say zero to one, and then five onwards. I can't tell you what's gonna happen from one to four, fam. <laughs> I can't tell you if I'll be there, fam. I can tell you zero to one and five onwards. That's the that's the ages I can tolerate. <laughs> I, but that's it. That's like the 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 cute like, like uh, talking stages. That's like when yeah, because five, five they can read. They're not talking mumbo jumbo anymore. They're not mm. you know tugging your shoulder saying oh daddy daddy for every stupid shit. Five they're making proper comments. Zero to one they're cute. Yeah. Two is when they have some existential baby crisis of like oh I'm no longer cute anymore. They just want attention from everywhere, fam. I'm not giving you that attention, fam. Go pay <laughs> job. Go pay taxes, fam. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's mad though? It's my uncle about this recently, isn't it? Because he's got three kids now. Nine, mm. one uh, newborn. So like coming up to a year now, actually. And um, I was like, yeah, so how's it going with the third one? And he's like, yo, like, it's just long changing nappies. Like, nappies are actually ridiculous. Guess how many times they got to change this girl's nappies a day? Can I have a guess, you man? It'll be something like 20. Oh, don't say no, I can't be that many, bro. So it's got to be like five or something. It's five, bro. But imagine that. Yeah. Five. I thought it was like two or three, but I forget they piss as well, isn't it? They can't even use a fucking toilet. It's calm, man. It's calm. Yeah, when they're a baby, it's cute. But you've got yeah. this two year old grandma walking around. There's the wife is us. Um, I watch. Go walk. We can't watch. Yeah, he's one and a half, man. Man's gonna. Man, we're gonna start paying rent in the yard, man. What's wrong with you? 
Are you said I put all the Wi-Fi. What you think I, I let you use this this iPad for free? You think I, I'm run, run me the peas, big man. Run me the peas. What's his name? Um, Ryan's toy. Ryan's toy review fam. This is the this Don, like an eight year old, nine year old kid, was the highest paid YouTuber fam, making hmm. millions for his parents. That is a child I want. My child have a YouTube channel by free fam. I don't I don't care what you're reviewing. You can do movie reviews. <laughs> I don't care what you're doing. Oh, you have to run me my peas. I want that money fam. No, I'll take. I'm obviously, I'm, I'm exaggerating. Nah, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you still. Like, if, no, they're, if they're just gonna get, if they're just gonna get a doctor, a doctor or whatever at three is calm. You guys, you know, do you know how much TV kids watch? Ah, it's true. It's true. It's true, bro. They they be on an eagle piggle till till morning till dusk, fam. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like I, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm just a little, a tad, a tad bit gas. Project Mbappe, fam. That's good though. Everyone's different, isn't it? Like some people are better on it, some people aren't, isn't it? And then that switches around in in the future as well. So who knows what happens, isn't it? Mm. You have to wait and see. You have to wait and see, fam. Um, but yeah, I said so let's let's segue in, into the proper thing. Still, good morning, good evening, salutations, people. You're tuning in for another episode of Tea and Waffles podcast with your host Tommy Dixon, the host who does the absolute most. Today I'm joined here with a gang again. I'm here with Patrick and I'm here with Bren. Introduce yourself, guys. If, actually, no, you, you, you man already done the introduction before. Please, man, know I you, mean, bruv. Um, you just, you just said my name, still in it. You took it out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. So I would. Uh, you, you want to do the intros or? No, it's calm, it's calm, fam. Patrick, yeah. Patty, you said it already, is it? Oh, yeah, I said it. Brenny, as you know, qualified teacher now as well. Come on, what man. you a... <laughs> Tell them again, fam. What's the structure now? It's not A to um, it's not A to E's anymore. It's, it's like one to five or yeah, one to nine, bro. But to be honest, like a lot of people are still confused about that now. But I think eventually it will be one of them ones where it's second nature in it. But for now, it's people still adjusting. Fam, mm. I just hope, I hope they change it back. I won't lie to you. Yeah, what, what's the point? What was the point of, of that? Because they they want to make the UK the UK education system seem better than it is. So they changed it from letters to numbers to make us seem smart fun. How does how does that change the process in which you're getting graded and ranked? It it, it doesn't. It's literally just letters to numbers. It doesn't mean shit. Yeah, he's right. Like they just they literally just they just did it for clout, bro. They just want to be able to say, like, oh yeah, I got a nine at GCSE. What the fuck does a nine at GCSE mean, fam? Sound like you're a fucking driller. Where's <laughs> 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 the no points in the scoreboard? Once <laughs> Kojo was here talking about my nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, fam, Ko- bro, Kojo's cancelled, fam. Kojo and Kelly can't mention them. Oh my god! Actually, uh, wait, are they cancelled though? Bro, oh, they really cancelled, bro. Everything looking good, man. I mean, until this is the thing about people, right? Until they make a banger, they're cancelled, and then once they make a banger, everyone will love them again. Well, mm-hmm. depending, depending on the size of the fuckery they did. R. Kelly's never coming. R. Kelly's never coming back, and he shouldn't. Um, yeah, no, Joe no, Joe. bro, bro. I was I was talking to, to a girl the other day. She said she don't care. She's banging. My mind is telling me no. Wait, R. Kelly. My body. Wait, you wait, do you mean she's banging R. Kelly or Bang Kojo? Yeah, she's banging R. Kelly, bruv. Bro, I, I'm I'm telling you that like like <clears throat> like keep you in that basement, bro. <laughs> oh my days. No, but like I feel like for some people, it's easy to separate the talent and the man. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, like the tunes. Like, like like that that tune that I was seeing before, yeah. Like that one there, you can definitely tell was inspired by very very messed up intentions. Yeah. But but like I I feel like if you can find certain songs which are bangers but have no connotation towards whatever he was doing, it's a lot easier for you to digest that he's he's just a good artist. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but when you actually think about, it, R. Kelly made a lot of bangers, bruv. No, he did. But it's it's a sticky one because. At the end of the day, like my, my my core belief is that everyone's biased. It's just the extent to which their bias extends depends on who it is and what they did. I think with what R. Kelly did, especially obviously you've got rape, sexual assault, kidnapping um, there as well. 
Wait, like, was it rape? I mean, he had sex with a girl who was like 13, fam. You can't consent. Oh, true, 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 true. So for me, like, for me, like, for me, like, again, what he did and also the music as well, I wouldn't, like, I don't listen to his, his shit because in my head it's like, oh, um, basically if I listen to his music, I'm giving him money, basically. Yeah. However, I'm also going to show the fact that I'm biased because not necessarily with, like, rape princes, but funnily enough, like, you know, um, YouTube, right? I always watch, like, PewDiePie videos. I don't know why I find the Don funny. This Don has said the N-word for more times than I can count, right? I've cancelled people for less. But because I find it funny, I don't know why it just keeps watching his videos. So even mm. though I'll sit here and say, I'll calmly not sit, listen to R. Kelly, this, mm. this Don who potentially could, who knows, could be far right, we don't know. <laughs> I'll still listen to it. So it's... <laughs> That's a pretty good Gaddafi fam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know what? I think everyone's got their own limit of what they actually want to cancel what they don't and that, yeah, he... and the thing is that that destroys the whole thing about cancelling it because it's subjective in it so mm. just cancel for you and not for someone else it's not really cancelled you, you just don't fuck with that thing in particular because I remember even the R. Kelly thing is, is funny because I was in a seminar um, at uni I think it was third year uni and uh, there was a more mature student I think she's 40 years old uh, and uh, she she was just like we were talking about can you separate the art from the artist and everyone's like oh like depends how badly you do it and this woman she just sits there and just says listen i'm not gonna lie like i know r kelly's i know r kelly's done all this horrible stuff i like i know that he's guilty but at the same time i'll still listen to his music because i like the music and no one said a word to her in person like there not a single person in that room said a word to her so when when you go on twitter and everyone's trying to cancel someone like you got you got to think about the fact that, yeah, of, you're probably right. Like they, maybe they should have their music cancelled. At the same time, if they choose to keep doing it, like they've probably got personal limits of their own anyway, but this one's like a bit borderline. So it's a weird one. You can only let it be judged by your morality, innit? Yeah. I think it's kind of tricky because like, you see when it comes to whole cancel culture, it's supposed to be a collective movement. But mm. when you've got so many different people who are pulling off in different directions because they've got different opinions, it doesn't work. Unless it's like, it's like a general consensus. Like say for example, um, and I, I know we already spoke about it, but the whole George Floyd thing, like we, like most people in the world watched that whole thing unravel and they collectively said, this is messed up. Mm -hmm. And that's why I feel like it, th that movement was so powerful because yeah. everyone was on the same page. Yeah, Whereas, it, oh, go on, sorry. All 50 states in it. Literally, yeah. literally, like, like there was protests all across the whole of America, across the world, bro. Like, it was, I would separate that from council culture, though, because I, I think what, how I mentally like distinguish between it, right, is that council culture is always just like a mob, whereas a movement is something which has a direction, right? Mm-hmm. So like cancel, cancel culture not have a direction though? Not all the time. The direction is outrage, the direction is cancelling. But there's you can't look at a council culture and say there's one particular target, one particular I mean, there again there's similarities with movements as well. So it's not maybe the best um distinction. But in my head I just think of it like like I'll give you a great example. Like like again, what is it that they did, right? So when we're looking at the death of George Floyd, for me that's not council culture. For me, that is literally a massive injustice and there's now a movement that's that's basically formed from that injustice but it's also been fueled by that injustice to then now seek some equality and seek some justice for it right the reason why i wouldn't just say it's a mob or a council culture is because if it was just like random directions right they would be just mm -hmm. going everywhere fam they'd be going to like you know fucking everyone under the sun and showing the outrage because that's kind of how council culture works any like, whenever you have outrage on the internet, right, anyone who doesn't agree with said outrage becomes a target of the outrage. Mm -hmm. it's, why it's, it's why it's never worth it to reply to a comment um, when someone's saying, oh, this person's cancelled. Because 10 minutes later, you get someone in your mentions being like, oh, they literally did blah, 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 and suddenly you're cancelled as well, isn't it? Because mm -hmm. it, it doesn't have a direction, it just lashes out. So that's how I kind of separate the two. Like, I, I, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. But the aspect that I was kind of going off was the fact that it's an opinion about a topic or something which has occurred. 
So obviously with the whole George Floyd situation, like people have formulated the idea that this is wrong because obviously some people have the idea that it wasn't that bad or it, it, it wasn't severe or anything. Like, so that, that's, that's what I mean when I was saying people formulating an opinion about a topic and then heading in a direction, which, which is what I think people do when it comes to cancel culture. An incident occurs, they formulate their opinion about it based upon what has happened. And then they decide from that, whether it's right or wrong, whether we should cancel or not cancel. Do you know what I mean? So, um, that, but I've, I feel like the difference between um, cancel culture and, and um, that situation is that so many people have different ideas. Like it was a very clear um, opinion or thought about what was going on in America with George Floyd. But with cancel culture, like say, for example, all these um, um, different people like uh, Fredo, um, Ambush, um, uh, Kojo Funds, um, there was there was that, that Somali um, photographer girl. I've, I've forgotten her name. As oh, as chunks. sorry, chunks. I'm gonna say chunks. No, I've forgotten her name, but um, but yeah, there, there was another incident. Like there was there was a couple incidents. Like yeah, yeah I remember that there was a list in it. So, but it, 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 there's so many people like. Who come out and come and say, nah, but that's that's not what he's on, or da, da, da. like there'll be some people yeah. who say you say, Can't you see clearly he's done this, blah 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 blah? And then I feel like a lot of it is just anecdotal. It's you don't sticky, like, 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 like in, in, in a situation of of ambush, yeah. Oh, ambush fucked himself, he fucked, right? him. He fucked it, fam. <laughs> like when you look at his situation, yeah. He was so lucky. He was yeah. able to have a conversation with Ray Black. Yeah. He had a conversation, ambush. Um, Ray Black was able to say what she needed to say and how she felt about the situation, which I think is mad. Mad's how you're grabbing titty, fam. What? what? She was mad supportive. Like, she was mad, like, considerate. And she didn't have to be, to be honest. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Like, like uh, literally, he's, he's out here just grabbing. And then she came on a proper, proper, humble vibe told him, look, this is how I feel. This is what happened. And this is why you're wrong for doing whatever you've done. And then, and don't do it again. Literally, like she, uh, she, she said that, I don't take offense to it, but someone else definitely probably will. Like, like so Ambush came on the vibe of, of ah, oh, I, I didn't mean it like that, I'm playful, da, 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 da. And she accepted it, yeah? And at that point, Ambush should have just said, yeah, bless, everything cool. He would have been blessed. But ambush then came on the vibe of why are you why are you sticking it on me? Why are you doing me like that? And that's where he fucked up, bro. Because Ray Black, I, I reckon Ray Black wouldn't have put it out if um, we still one, wild what he did. Yeah. The the reason why I keep saying that's a sticky one because like I wouldn't necessarily still put that in council culture. And the reason being because when you're now looking at like literally allegations of kind of sexual assault or on sexual harassment, right? That's a completely different, like, like zone to go into. It's similar to kind of what we're talking about with the R. Kelly stuff. Like, there's fuckery in terms of just, like, you know, maybe maybe you said something in the past and it's now gotten exposed. And there's fuckery, like, you have legally and within those, the space of the law fucked up and violated someone to the point where you should be in prison, right? Mm. That's where there's, like, a difference there. So that's why I'm kind of, like, sceptical to call it, like, council culture. But how it manifested itself was definitely cancel culture because you saw then obviously people but the reason why it's cancel culture because they're celebrities isn't it so the way to hit them is by hitting their bag but yeah yeah, yeah. But, but it never works bro it never, it never works, works but the reason i told you that, like this when we had the conversation um on whatsapp as well like the reason why i'm not against the idea is because this is the same reason why we kind of have like sexual offend sexual offender registers right mm. because if someone's like basically had done a sexual offence, it should be public knowledge. You should be able to know who it is, who did it, and put the name on the list so you yourself can keep yourself safe in it. Mm. So in that regard, I'm not against it. I'm not against exposing these people. The issue, though, is that, as you're saying, sometimes, in very small, very small amount of cases, someone could just be lying. Mm. And that's when, it's, that's when it's like, okay, how do you discern the truth who's not? Yeah. And the reason why I'm saying this is sticky as well is because when a victim is coming forward, it shouldn't be now on them 
to be like, oh, how do you, how can you prove how can you prove it? Because, yeah, if, yeah. because like you see what I'm saying, this is something, something traumatic that's happened to someone. It, it, it takes a lot for, for for someone to get to that point as well to even you, you come see out and come and say. You see what that's I'm saying? Embarrassing, bruv. That's why it's such it's, it's just it's a difficult it's a difficult thing to traverse because it's mm. like how it's like on the one hand, especially as guys as well. I think because we we will never be victims of sexual assault in that regard. Yeah. Like you don't you don't have to worry about your physical body or your physical space in the same way a woman does, in it. Mm. So the way you react to that situation is completely different. So like, it's like literally using Ambershed, right? He must have just thought like he was just living his life, just doing his thing in it. Yeah. Whereas he violated her, he violated her body and her space and made her mm. feel deeply uncomfortable, harassed her, sexually assaulted her, basically. Mm. And this goes back to the idea that you know two things can be true at once in it. Like, it can be mm. true that you as an individual believe you've not done anything wrong, you don't think you've done anything wrong, mm. or you have fucked up and you've done something wrong. Hundred. And that's why, like, I feel like a lot of guys like it's it's murky because I feel like yeah. every guy has got like at least one dodgy story where in their head they think they haven't done anything wrong, but they've but definitely I'm done. Not. Yeah, I'm with you. you see 100%, what I'm saying? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. One hundred. Like, that's, I'll, that's... <clears throat> I'll, I'll give you a prime example of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, have you seen or been in a situation where someone has told you, like, like say for if they're chatting to to somebody and like they're telling you. She's not really on it. She's not really on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like she wasn't on it at the beginning, but maybe later on something happened. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes that's cool. But it him hear me out. It's cool because sometimes we, the, the whole hard to get sort of situation. Yeah, feelings yeah. might feelings might have actually developed. Of course, of course, of yeah. course. Like at that moment in time, like I'm not not right now. Do you get what I mean? But sometimes that that situation can play out, and that means I'm not on it. Mm. But it might have gotten to the point where you've pressured her to yeah. get to that point. But the thing is, is that how do you discern which is what or the other? Mm. Because sometimes, like like we we're like wired as men to think yeah that we can get gal bruv all you need to do is little sweet talk playboy effect and it happens but sometimes they're just not on it Mm. and i feel like as guys we're very very accepting of like rejection so we don't take it too deep if you get what i mean so like Mm -hmm. sometimes no can kind of seem like not right now and and sometimes in that situation it can get difficult because mm. she might be telling you absolutely no, but you're thinking that means just right now. Navigating that can be very very difficult, and I feel like a lot of guys have that kind of mindset, and then that puts them in sticky situations. Like like say say for example if if um if you're like ambush. Like yeah. say in, in in that situation where you've done it to bare girls, and it's calm, it's calm. But in that one situation where you've pulled up on a girl who was not having it, you've done it with ninety five percent of other girls, and it was fine because they yeah. were on it. But this five percent of girls was not on it, and now you're fucked, bro. The reason the reason why I challenge that is because even looking at kind of that example itself, right? That 95% of girls that you're mentioning could only have been on it because they felt pressure by society to be on it. Does that make sense? And what I mean by this is like, if you're constantly telling, you know, like women that, oh, it's not a big deal, you know, she just get over it. Sometimes they won't even say, oh, I've, I've got a problem with what's going on because they'll mm. feel like they're making a bigger deal than what it actually is. Mm. That's why like, it's, it's such, that's why I keep saying this, it's such murky water to unpack. And you mentioned like, how would you actually change it? Like, bro, I'm gonna give you three easy steps. Actually, sorry, just just before, just before yeah. um, you 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 say the steps, yeah. I want to make it very very clear: we are all men. We do not know everything in it. And, oh yeah, yeah. And I I wanna at some point have a, a female on here so we can really really talk about this in depth and really really unpack it and. Yeah. kind of understand it from because we can only understand it from the male perspective like really really effectively so we will never really yeah. know so I'm, I'm at some point i really want to have someone on to have like proper honest conversation but sorry carry on carry on bro 
No, 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 100%. Um, I was actually just going to say the three kind of ways you look at it is like one's from education. Well, we, I'll look at it from education, uh, enforcement, uh, socialization, right? So looking at education, right? Um, Alani has like a, um, she posted something where she was doing basically consent classes. I think she went to like um, a group of like year 10 boys in school and basically ran a class about consent and like what that actually means, right? That's how mm. from within an education perspective, you can just teach people that even if someone has verbally given consent or verbally said yes, they can change their mind at any point. And also mm. if that yes was given under a lot of pressure, it's not valid, right? Mm. So just teaching that, that, just giving that basic education, that basic information, right? The second bit is actually how you socialize young boys, right? Because even looking at it from like a young age, you're kind of taught that like, as a guy, like, you know, you should just pursue women, you should pursue money, you should pursue this, you should pursue that, right? Mm. So it starts within households, it starts within society as a whole, actually trying to change and break down those narratives, right? And when we actually do change and break down those narratives and actually tell people that, treat individuals as just individuals, right? Don't treat them as like a sexual pursuit. Don't treat them as this, don't treat them as that, right? Once you get to that point, it's all about enforcing it. It's, this is the point where it's literally just about, if you see one of your mandem, like, fucking about and do something mad, you have to call them out on it, fam. And if, you know, this person gets exposed, that's mm. when you actually have to counsel them, isn't it? Mm. I'm, I'm with that, like, 100%. If you I'm found that. Your, if you, exactly, if, if you found like your, your boy was out here texting 13-year-olds, like, fam, you can't that's, that's, let that run. It's not your boy. That's because not your boy. You, you, yeah. you yourself one, you yourself one day are gonna have kids. Like you can't say that anyone is your friend if you wouldn't be comfortable to bring them around your family from. So that, that's that's literally how I think about it. You know? Obviously, again, yeah. as you said, we're not we're not experts. On this. Actually, again, looking at it even from the education perspective, because in my third year of uni, I did um, a module called Gender and Development, and that. I'm really grateful that I did it because it taught me a lot um, that I wouldn't otherwise have known about literally like, not even just about women, but about like how you look at gender from like a society perspective and how like it really does tie into like, very, like day-to-day like inequalities basically. So I think just mm. even having more understanding of that can help as well. Yeah, mm. well, I had one question I've been thinking of recently. Yeah. Um, it's like if I had a son, I've been thinking, do I raise them to think that they can get any girl they want in the world or do I raise them to think that like there's boundaries like no girl is like some girls are unattainable because I want them to have the confidence to be able to think oh, I can I can be able to find my partner and that could be anyone in the world in it and like whereas I, I don't want to restrict their life their life in that aspect in it obviously under the boundaries of consent like that's obviously going to be a key part of it at all times mm. Is that an okay thing to do to be able to raise my kids saying you can find any partner you want and that could be anyone you want? I think it's calm to to let them know that you know they can attempt. <laughs> that sounds weird as, as I said that, but like I think yeah, you, you should think like if you see Beyonce. Beyonce is single and you want to shoot your shot. Cuzzy, go ahead, go ahead, do your thing, <laughs> bruv. Go ahead, why not? That's an open marriage. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, let me change that to, to J.D. Pinkett Smith, bruv. <laughs> She's about on you and you sing like August Alcina. <laughs> That's green light. That's green light. <laughs> yeah, so like, I think definitely, yeah, go ahead. Like, if you want something in life, go ahead and go try it. But obviously, just like anything in life, there's there's a possibility that it won't work out. Um, and if if that's based purely on the fact that they're not on it, then what 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 can you do? What were you, what are you gonna yeah. do? Cut off somebody's arm, bruv. They're, they're just not on it, bruv. Yeah. So I, I think I think it's for me, it's a, a blend of what you said. It's about understanding boundaries and then also being confident and wanting to shoot your shot. Shoot your shot, bruv. But yeah. just just know that if if it comes down to it, to the nitty gritty, and they say they're not on this or they're not on that, bruv, that's that's just the facts, isn't it? That's the facts of the situation. They're not just they're just not on it, and you kind of need to check your ego and just realize that, you know, um, that that's just not what they're on, and you need to be okay with that. You need to be comfortable, innit? Right. Gone. Also, like I think. What, what, once you get to the point where you've added like even just teaching the basic element of consent, right? that already puts you in a much safer position 
than you would be otherwise if you are teaching that same lesson. And what I mean by that is like, there's nothing wrong with teaching like your son to be as confident as he can be in it to get like if you say if he says he wants to date Beyonce, calm, go for it in it. But it's all about does Beyonce want to date you, fam? And mm. if Beyonce wants to date you, calm, green light, go for it. If she doesn't, you have to just literally teach them that, bro. <laughs> back off, <laughs> go, you know, go live your life somewhere else. But don't don't continue trying to force something that's not there in it. That's true. Um, Bruv, just because Beyonce isn't out there doesn't mean Megan Fox ain't looking for you or Megan Good. <laughs> Listen, there's fine babe everywhere. There's fine fine babe. We have to do is look on Instagram, bro. Like so, I I, I just don't. Like, I, I get it sometimes, like, your mind might run away with you a little bit. Um, so it, it, it can be sort of hard to take if someone's not really on it. Yeah. But I think that's just part of life, bruv. Like, like or what you were saying earlier on, bruv, like, sometimes you have to go through hardship just to build character in it. And, and, and sometimes, like, part of that is, is holding something else from gambling, bruv. Bro, <laughs> not going to lie. Even even jumping off of that, I feel like the people who have the best personalities were the ones who were clapped when they were young. Oh only, yes, only oh, became yes. only became Peng when they became older. You see Jay Huss. You see Jay Huss. <laughs> I can tell he was ugly back in the day, fam. He if never I got Peng when I was younger. Fam, I would shit Because honestly, I'm deep in it. Like all the people who I knew who were, like good looking in secondary school, fam, they just they just coasted in it. Fell like, off. It just fell off. It's why like, there's, there's a whole stereotype of like, oh, the people who are buff in secondary school are not buff now. Fully, fully, bro. Fully, fully, because, fully. Um, like, they, they were just like, oh, I'm good looking in it. And they yeah. just relaxed. They didn't, you know, they didn't. Because you don't build character, fam. You don't build character. Exactly. It's exactly. a ugliness builds character, fam. <laughs> That's um, a key lesson I want everyone to learn. For real. You can't just be looked at, bro. No one's trying to look at you. <laughs> Um, that's a but he's trying to come up with schemes to, to try and draw people think, into conversations. Think, <laughs> um, you think you think you think if I'm aesthetically unpleasing, I will not be in the gym. But you know that's why I started bagging gym. Oh, <laughs> you might put the looks caught up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I looked in the mirror and I told God, fam, I'm either gonna be buff, I'm either gonna be buff, I'm gonna be wedge. You and I can battle <laughs> which one it's gonna be, fam. <laughs> I can't believe man went to war with God. It was a renegotiation, in it? But God's always backing me, man. <laughs> man said it was a renegotiation. Man took God around the corner and said, yeah, listen, big man. Here's <laughs> 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 what I need you to do right now for no, me. It's one of them ones where it's like, you know, you know like suffering's character building. But you know, when the, you know the season is a little bit too much. So I just, I just had to be like, you know, can we take a little bit of the season back? <laughs> but he came through, he came through, he came through, fam. Aye. Yeah, um, thank you guys for listening for another episode of TM Waffles. Um, hope you tune in for another time and tune in for some more Waffles, gang. Yeah.